Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the next episode of the Chase McAndrew Podcast. I'm your host, Chase McAndrew, and today I am talking about, finally, Andor, the newest TV show from the Star Wars franchise on Disney+, Plus, from Tony Gilroy, one of the minds behind Rogue One, um... In my opinion, the second best uh, movie since Disney bought Lucasfilm. And it's fantastic. It's a great movie. I absolutely love it. Uh, Yeah. It's a great, great, great movie. And then we have Andor, the prequel series, because spoilers for Rogue One, the character of Castian Andor dies, just like every other main character in the film. So I'm, there's a whole bunch of shows that were announced, the Obi-Wan show, Book of Boba Fett. Mandalorian seasons one and two, and a couple others here and there. And Andover is one that I was always like, this could be really cool. This could be really interesting. Finally was able to finish the first 12 episode, first season. And by episode... Five, six. I was like, this is great. By episode eight, nine even, I was like, this is spectacular. By episodes 10, 11, and 12, I went, oh yeah, this is probably my favorite thing since, since... Disney bought Star Wars and Lucasfilm that's come out from Star Wars. I love The Last Jedi. I love Rogue One. I love Force Awakens. I love The Mandalorian. This is better. If you want a political or spy thriller... In the Star Wars universe. Think like Captain America. The Winter Soldier. But with Star Wars in it. Like a political drama. Like a a political drama TV show. In the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. The show itself is so well written, acted, directed, conceived. There are plot lines in episodes that you're like, what is this? What does this have to do with anything? 
comes back a couple episodes later and you're like, oh, that's what. Because I'm not going to lie. First couple episodes, I'm like, okay, this is good, but where is it going? And then, like I said, episodes five, six, I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is great. And then it just gets better from there. Not that I didn't like the first three or four episodes, but it was just like, okay, what's happening? And it's all build up. The thing with this show that I've been looking at with, or I've been seeing a lot with people who don't like it is that, Is that it's more talky dialogue based sequences than spaceship battles on ground shootouts, stuff like that. And there is that. But the majority of this show is fantastically written conversations, whether whether it's between Mon Mothma and an old friend from school, or Cassian, and an old possible girlfriend, or Stellan Skarsgård's character, or a prison uh, manager in the later episodes. Like, I swear to God, like, the dialogue in this show is fantastic. It's not like Aaron Sorkin style dialogue where it's quick, it's fast, it's it's really just go, 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 it's fantastic. It just seems more real. Seems natural. It seems like it just normal conversation in the Star Wars universe with that political thriller, you know, spy thriller edge to it. But my absolute favorite thing about this show, 1,000%, is that there's a three or four episode arc in there with casting that when he gets... He's on vacation and he gets wrongfully arrested and tried and is sent to this prison in the middle of this ocean somewhere where he's building something with what is it seven other guys in in this room of it's room of seven or eight tables with seven guys so it's seven tables yes seven tables and seven guys there's 49 men in one room and Andy Serkis don't know who Andy Serkis is. He's Gollum from Lord of the Rings, King from King King from King Kong from P- Peter Jackson's remake, and he's also the chef. Uh, don't remember the, the chef's name, but he's also the chef. He's C- he's Caesar in the newest three Planet of the Apes films. Uh, Captain Hardick, I think was his name in the Tintin movie. Anyway, this guy is a motion capture god. And he's also uh, Supreme Leader Snoke in Force Awakens and The Last Jedi of the prequel trilogy. Or the sequel trilogy, excuse me. Uh, This man is the motion capture god. But he's also a fantastic fucking actor. 
And like I said, there's this three or four episode arc near the end of the show. It's, it's, it's episodes like 7 to like 10 or 6 or 10, something like that. And Andy Serkis plays like the manager of all 49 of these guys in the one room. In level 5 or whatever, whatever it is. I swear to God, this three, these three or four episodes, whatever it is, is is like the best character development I've seen in Star Wars since like I I don't know. The character development of not of not only Cassian and the other six guys that he's that he is in this on in in this conveyor belt table with building these these devices all day long is just this remarkably fantastic stuff. And there's no real action, and there's no real stuff going on until like the second episode in, third episode, whatever it is, where there's where Cassian's looking up up at the guards behind the wall, and he's realizing that they don't have as many guards as they boast in this prison. And he's looking at their, and he and he knows their timing, and he knows their this and that, and he finally gets Andy Serkis. Spoilers: He finally gets Andy Serkis' character to realize that in order to get out, they have to do this revolt because something happens on the second level. And they don't know what it is for like the longest time. And once they find out what it is, and again, spoilers, when they realize that everybody on the second level was killed because in this prison, they don't cuff you, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't do a normal prison stuff, what you would think. This floor basically electrocutes you. And you die when the sides are red. When the sides are blue, you're good. When the sides are red, you're gonna die. And it's this fantastic sequence where he, where 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 Cassian understands that he goes into the bathroom and he chips away at this pipe a couple times throughout these three or four episodes. And then that last episode, episode 10, he's chipping away at it just before they're about to break out. And he's busting the piss out of this pipe. He's, he's bending it. He's trying to get the, wa- the, the water spurred out. And the water's coming out. And they realize that they have to do this escape as soon as this elevator comes down to bring in the new guy in their uh, table because an older, the oldest guy at their table ha- has a stroke and basically is unable to live anymore. So 
the doctor at the place at, in in the prison has to basically kill the guy because he's he can't do his job and so yeah and so the realization of of there's no more or there's there's not as many guards in this prison as they think and the and and the guards and the staff know they're understaffed so they keep the the um the the prisoners in check by saying that they're going to go home and then they realize once they killed all those people in level 2 that one of the prisoners left then was brought back and then they, that's when they killed every, everybody because nobody is actually going to leave this prison. They're all going to die there. Their sentence that, that they all got is not happening. If they have a six-year sentence, a two-year sentence, whatever, that's not happening. They are spending the rest of their life in this prison. So the revolt happens and once, and then they realize that when the elevator comes down, or the lifter, whatever they call it in the show, comes down. That thing is not. Uh, that thing does not. Um, that that thing does not fry you. That's why the guy stands there with the pole behind him, to, that will electrocute you if if you fuck around. And that revolt sequence, I shit you guys not. I was on the edge of my seat. I loved that twenty minutes or whatever it was, fifteen twenty minutes, whatever it was. It was amazing. It was great. I was gripped. It was, it was the best three, four episodes of this season. And Andy Serkis' character has has a speech in at near the middle-ish of the right where they take control of the control center. Him and Cassian and Andy Serkis once again gives a award-worthy performance that he probably will not get nominated for. But I swear to God. It's so good. I love this season. This this is my favorite thing in Star Wars. I think besides the original, besides the original film and and Empire Strikes Back, I like this more than Last Jedi. I like this more than Rogue One. I like this more than Force Awakens. I like this more than Man the Man the Mandalorian, Clone Wars, Rebels. Whatever, man. I mean, this is so good. This is the best TV show that that they have done in the Disney Plus era by far. This is a masterpiece of a show. I cannot wait for season two, three, or, and however many else they do. Because I swear to God, it is so great. Andor season one is a triumph. I am... Um, Sad that I didn't, didn't get to watch this weekly as it come as the episodes were coming out because life and all that stuff. But I finally finished it, and this this season I usually don't rate TV shows, but this season gets an A plus for sure. I have a couple nitpicks here and there that I could talk about, but I don't care because the overall quality of this show is fantastic. This is one of my favorite seasons of TV, I think, probably ever. If you're looking for that fantastic 
sci-fi, political, or spy thriller action show. I wouldn't even call it an action show. Just just a spy or political thriller or science fiction show. This is it. This is masterful work, masterful work, masterful work by Tony Gilroy and his crew. And it's great. I love this show. Absolutely. If you're like really an Andor show. I did not reveal the true intentions of this show. Just in case you haven't watched it. All I'm going to say. Watch this show. A plus. Absolutely. Thousand percent. Million percent. Infinity percent. A plus. I love this show. It's fantastic. That's all I got for you guys. I'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye.